Welcome to the May 2nd, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly. I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 2, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would open their ears to hear and their heart to receive what you would have them receive from this podcast today. Lord, open their heart to the possibility of how much Jesus loves them. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We are beginning in Proverb 2, verse 1. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, Discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths, to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house leads down to death and her paths to the dead. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. For the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. Today we're going to take a closer look at verse 5. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Today, I'm going to introduce you to one of the key actors in the entire Bible. We are going to read the account of Abraham. Now, when we begin in the story, beginning in Genesis chapter 12, Abraham is now Abram. His name has yet to be changed. But we're going to read of the great patriarch Abraham, who is now considered the father 
of our faith. Beginning in verse 1 of chapter 12. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. Now, Lot was Abram's nephew, so he was family. So as he's leaving, he is taking Lot with him. Next, we go to chapter 15, beginning in verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Then Abram said, Look, You have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Let's go to chapter 17, beginning in verse 1. When Abram was ninety-nine years old, The Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. Okay, I'm going to pause for just a moment. The name change is very significant here. His original name, Abram, means exalted father. Now, that's not a bad title, exalted father. However, his new name, Abraham, 
means father of many. So he became the father of our faith. So in chapter 17 of Genesis, Abram's name now becomes Abraham. Now let's go to chapter 22. Beginning in verse 1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order, and he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Hallelujah. This is such a glorious, glorious story. There's a couple things I want to point out before I get into depth. The first thing is, God had asked Abraham for a sacrifice, to sacrifice his son. And the very first thing it says, and he arose early in the morning. He didn't just get up his regular time. He got up early in the morning. And the second thing I want to talk about is his faith was so sure that when the, uh, his servants said, um, where are you going? And he said, we will be back. So he knew 
that even though God has called him to sacrifice his son, that both of them would be back. There are three things that I'd like to take a look at. First of all, God, the promise. God had promised Abram, who now is Abraham, that he would now become the father of many nations, and that through him, many nations are going to be born and raised up because of Abraham. The second thing I want to talk about is sacrifice. God asked Abraham to sacrifice his only son, the son of promise. Okay, God had told him that his seed would bring forth many nations, and that seed was through Isaac. He was the chosen one that all of the descendants of the earth would come through. Okay? I believe that God is asking a sacrifice of us as well. Now listen carefully to what I'm about to say. There are many people who receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They say the sinner's prayer, they receive Jesus, and they get their ticket to heaven punched. And when they get that ticket, they put it on a counter or a dresser or in a cupboard somewhere, and they say, okay, everything's good. I know I'm going to heaven. And then they don't do anything else with their Christian life. They may go to church once a week. They may spend an hour of, with God every week by going to church but guys, there are a hundred... Oh, God, I'm going to say friends, okay? Thank you for one of my loyal listeners who told me that they don't like the term guys. So I am now going to call you friends because I know there's men and women and children. So from now on, I'm going to make every effort to call you friends. But listen carefully. There are 168 hours in the week and if all you do is spend one hour a week with God, it is going to be very difficult for you to be any different than your neighbor that does not go to church and does not call themselves a Christian. We need to spend more time with God than an hour a week. Okay? We are to be different than the people around us. We are to be the salt of the earth. We are to be representatives of Jesus. And the only way to do that is to be immersed in the Word of God. Now, I think the Word of God and reading on a daily basis is every bit as important as eating regular physical food that you stick inside your body. But the third thing I want to talk about is God will provide. Now, as we end this story, I did not tell you the end of the story. But the end of the story is, as soon as Abraham received word that he is not to harm the boy, Isaac, a ram appeared in the thicket. 
And this is how God always deals with us. He is always going to provide for us. So Abraham took that ram, and he slayed the ram, and he put it on the altar, and it presented it to God as a burnt offering. I believe that God is going to provide for us as well. I will give you two scripture references. In Matthew 6, verse 33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. God knows what it is that you have need of, and he will meet every one of your needs if you seek him and ask him. In Psalm 23, verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That means I will never have a need for anything. God is not only the provider, but he is a more than enough God. God is so good. Now let's go back to our proverb of the day today. And I'm going to stretch myself a little bit because verse 5 says, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. I want to make this point. Abraham had a fear of the Lord. This is an example of what reverential fear is. Abraham had so much reverence for God that when God spoke with him, he was willing to do what no other person at that time did. Okay, I'm going to go back. The one point I want to try to make, and I want to try to throw this all together, is Abraham ended up in the great faith chapter, which is in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Let's go to verse 8, and it says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. So God was faithful to Abraham. Abraham was faithful to God. Guys, if you truly seek God, he will speak with you. If we have ears to hear. Listen for God's voice. Listen to what he is asking you to do in your life. I will never end a podcast without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you'd repeat after me, Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you came down to earth. You made yourself fully man as well as fully God. And you dwelt on earth, and even though you were tempted in every way, you never sinned. And yet, you were willing to die on a cross for me to take away 
my sins. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you said that prayer today, please reach out to me. My name is Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, 0807 at protonmail.com. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I hope you'll rejoin me tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.